Aliens Explored is a podcast exploring famous and obscure cases of UFO sightings, alien abductions and other strange events from both a believing and a sceptical perspective whilst keeping an open mind. I'm Stu Jackson, a professional actor and amateur ufologist with a particular interest in the crop circle phenomenon. I'll be debating that otherworldly visitations are real. The truth is out there. And I'm Neil Kelly. I'm a professional actor as well and used to work for the military as an intelligence analyst. I'll be arguing from a more doubtful point of view. I mean, it's all a bit far-fetched, isn't it? In the 1920s, the discovery of an ancient city at Mohenjo-Daro in Pakistan gave evidence of a civilization more than 4,000 years old to rival those known in Egypt and Mesopotamia. A number of archaeologists and researchers, including David Davenport, have uncovered startling evidence of some kind of atomic war. But could it be that this ancient civilization had the means to split the atom, or could it have been otherworldly intervention? Join myself and Neil on Aliens Explored as we explore the ancient city of Mohenjo-Daro. Hello listeners and welcome back to Aliens Explored, your weekly podcast exploring those um, those unexplainable, inexplicable phenomena of the skies. Um, this week we're going to be looking at um, Mohenjo-Daro, the, the lost city that was discovered in, um, in Pakistan in the 1920s after having been lost for thousands of years. Um, I'm, your, I'm one of your hosts, Neil Kelly. And I'm your other host, Stu Jackson. And yeah, this is this is a really interesting one. So it's not so much Mahendradaro itself, but more that there is evidence, it seems, of an atomic explosion, which if thousands of years ago, that's got to be alien intervention, right? Has it? Has it, has <laughs> yes. it got to be alien intervention? No, I hope you enjoyed the podcast there this week, <laughs> folks. <laughs> No, I think we can go a bit deeper into it than that. Yes, there, um, there, 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 there is research to say that um, they found evidence um, that looked like something like a, a, a Nagasaki-type bomb um, was used in. Um, uh, yeah, they found they found evidence of it in writings in, of enormous blasts more brilliant than a thousand suns were recorded just as cadavers consumed to the point that they were unrecognisable um, and numerous different sections fitting you know, the, 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 yes. the profile of an atomic assault. And it's actually, it seems to be actually mentioned in a religious text. Is well, it the Mahabharata? It's mentioned in a couple of religious texts, but before we come on to that, um, other pieces of evidence that, that it was in fact an atomic or, or similar device um, is the people who did survive there are reports of them losing their fingernails losing their hair there's reports of the water and food in the area becoming polluted uh, and causing people to be ill all of which screams out radio radioactive fallout mm. um, on top of that uh, in Jodhpur, uh, you had, or, or not far from Jodhpur, they found a, a layer of cinder. So this is a layer of um, 
sort of combustible material that's that's basically gone out uh, that was really highly radioactive um, they found high levels of radioactivity within Mahenjadaro itself uh, that couldn't be explained they found rocks that had been glassified because they've been raised to temperatures around 1500 degrees celsius now that it, it's like you know something and and also i mean you, you do get these things naturally you get them in volcanoes that can mm. happen um but of the they, they reckon it was about thirty-five thousand people who lived in mahenjadaro they've only found 44 skeletons um and those people looked like they were sort of spreading in a panic like this was a sudden event um, not not dissimilar to Pompeii, where people were just caught unawares by the disaster. Mm. Uh, the sort of the positioning of these skeletons suggested that this was uh, this was a, a sudden and unexpected thing, which you wouldn't get with a volcano. You get lots of warning normally. I mean, I'm using Pompeii as an example, so I'm contradicting myself there. Um, but usually, you'd get ground rumblings. You'd get. You know, um, and, and uh, Mahanjadara is not on a volcano, so there's that. It's not a volcano. So, uh, you know, volcanoes can sometimes surprise you. Um, I'm thinking of the Mount St. Helens volcano in the, in the northwestern United States in 1980. Um, they knew it was going to yes. blow, and they, they went to observe it. What they didn't expect was that it was actually, instead of blowing, spouting out the top, it was going to blow out the side of the mountain. So a lot of people who thought they were in a safe position um, realised far too late that actually they weren't. Mm. Um, mm. So, you you know, even a volcano, but as you say, it's not volcanic here. Would um, an asteroid or meteorite strike cause that kind of devastation? Or that, that type of devastation? I mean... Well, it caused mass destruction... Um, you'd get a massive dust cloud, uh, which, when we come on to the written reports later on, um, are mm. mentioned. Um, I mean, you would you get a have massive radioactivity. You'd have a massive explosion, wouldn't you? You'd have the. Um... Oh yes. I mean, I know. That, I know they compare the the, the the devastation of a meteorite strike to countless atomic bombs but it'd be like non-radioactive atomic bombs wouldn't it yes i mean they're talking in terms of destructive power rather than yeah because the heat residue because the heat in the in this case is caused by friction yes essentially yes and compression well indeed i mean with mahenjadaro um what has happened there has been likened as, as basically mirroring what happened at Hiroshima and Nagasaki? Mm. Yeah. So, so my first question to you, Neil, is: um, Do you dispute then that it was an atomic explosion? Um, well, I haven't found anyone saying, "Oh no, it's not." Okay. The, the, you know, the, the, yes, there, there, there are signs of you know, bodies being burned, people, people dying. Um, I mean, you can I always suppose, be the first. I mean, I suppose, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think finding a, a relatively small number of bodies is necessarily um, indicative of um, of something happening very suddenly and totally destroying people. I mean, if you you could have a pandemic that 
initially they're, they're, they're managing and burying the bodies, but as it starts to rage out of control, eventually they just say, fuck it, let's just go, Let, let's leave town. <laughs> and um, I, I know there's a few bodies that, are, that we that are just lying there in their beds, but yeah, just leave them, just go. You know, We've been overwhelmed. That's, I think that's, that's true to a point, um, but I also think you'd end up with m- large burial sites which they've not found. I mean, they have quite extensively excavated this city because mm. it was a massive find in 1922. Yeah, I mean, this was it was a huge find. Was it was that the same year as Tutankhamun in Egypt? Uh, I mean, the, it was around the same time. Um, I, I don't know if it was the same year or not. I, I mean, the um, yeah, it's very much around the same time. It very was the very much was the mm. era of the pith helmeted explorers yes. With, yes. Their, with their native and, uh, bearers finding lost cities um and um, what was the petra is it petra in jordan the lost city of petra yes, i think that was yes, discovered around yes. that time as well yeah so we're very much into j rider haggard territory here but certainly that i mean there have been massive excavations so if there were sort of plague pits or mass burial sites as you, mm. as you say um there would be evidence of that uh, yeah. Which there simply isn't. Um, what you would get, though, is um, with an atomic blast, you'd get vaporisation mm. of bodies, which would explain why you don't get many. Yeah. So if it, if it was that sudden, it just vaporised people. Um, what about the possibility that uh, it's something that's, that's sometimes mooted, that actually the planet is so old there has been enough time for a, a human civilization to advance to a level beyond where we are now and then being totally destroyed and start again from from Neanderthals or from cavemen and with with no folk memory of what went before and no trace of the civilization that was destroyed and over the next you know, several thousands of years um, build it up again. I mean, this was 5,000 years ago, wasn't it? This city was built. Something like... I mean, it was about uh, two, two and a half thousand years ago that they reckon the devastation took place. Mm. Uh, sorry. Sorry, no. It was about two and a half thousand BC, so... Yeah. Yeah, so four and a half thousand years ago that the devastation yeah. took place. Um so yeah, yeah, coming up on five thousand years. I've I've heard this theory before. This this sort of cyclical, technological mm. thing. But here's the thing: if you're that technologically advanced, if our civilization died out tomorrow, mm. you've got to believe. Like you know, in five thousand years' time, you're still going to get evidence because of all the steel and glass and concrete. Mm. You know, you'd be unearthing these places, and and they wouldn't be stone structures where you know your water supply is coming from a well or a stream you know you'd, you'd have evidence of plumbing mm. you know but not not yeah. <laughs> you know so do, do you know what i'm saying you'd have evidence mm. of the technology if the technology was around um i know it has been put forward this theory that yeah maybe just people developed a way of splitting the atom back then I I really struggle with that one. Could it, is there any kind of natural phenomenon that could cause that? 
I mean, we, we discussed the, um, the the meteorite strike in, in Siberia in 1908, which caused massive devastation um, with no crater because but allegedly caused by something just passing through the atmosphere, a kind of a flesh wound in terms of m- meteorite strikes. Well, if we look at um, the or, or the largest meteorite strike that that I'm aware of, mm. um, the one that that basically wiped out the dinosaurs, mm. even then it wasn't the meteorite strike itself or asteroid strike. It was the dust cloud that was raised mm. into the atmosphere that killed everything off. So, in terms of natural events that cause sudden destruction, that the closest I can think of would be volcanic. Mm. Um, now, I have heard it said that um, Yellowstone Park in America yeah. is uh, basically overdue by about 40,000, 50,000 years, mm. a massive eruption that will most likely wipe out half of humanity. It was only fairly recently, wasn't it, that they they went looking for well, where's the actual? We know it's volcanic, but where's the actual chimney? Where where is the volcano itself? And then mm. after some study, realised it's the whole park. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, if that thing goes off, which it's it's going to at some point, um, mm. yeah, that's going to be a sort of that's a world-ending event, an, an apocalyptic event. Um. That's probably the closest level I can think of to to what we're talking about here. But again, you don't get this sudden vaporization. And and it's the radioactivity. Hmm. That's the thing I keep coming back to in my head. Yes, devastating things happen. Again, you know, I mentioned Pompeii um, as an example. And again, that's volcanic related. But no, it's, it's the radioactivity I'm... I keep coming back to in my head. Um, but here, so here's the thing. If we accept that it was an atomic explosion and there's no signs, there's no evidence, there's nothing to point to humanity having the technology to to do that at the time. Hmm. Because you, you you don't get that by banging rocks together. No. You know, you look at the technology that's required for us to split the atom now. Um, it's, you know, it's huge technology. You, you can't do that in your back garden. No. And in fact, um, I've, I've heard it said that um, it's very difficult to build a nuclear weapon just by following the instructions. Um, it, it's the sort of thing. It's almost it's almost like a catch twenty two. You you have to have done it before to be able to do it. Somebody somewhere must have done it the first time. Yeah, some, someone did it the first time, but it's it's extremely difficult to do. Mm. Um, let's. Um, uh, so yes. the chances of five thousand years ago, they're living in yeah. you know these. Well, I mean, we we can all picture five thousand years ago what life was like, you know. I, I found um, on on Reddit um, something that perhaps goes against that. Same first, 
every place on Earth has traces of radioactivity. The Earth is radioactive. Yes. Second, Mahendradara is not notably radioactive. The claim turns up in the context of claims of ancient nuclear warfare and the supposed destruction of Mahendradara thereby. A common specific claim is of radioactive skeletons with 50 times the normal level of radiation in skeletons, as claimed in D.H. Childress' Technology of the Gods. Um, source this claim has been tracked. Um, lots of papers say specifically an error in the science literature. Gorbowski cites a paper by A.V. Lebedinsky and Eugene Nefedov. Problems of radiation safety in cosmic flights in 1962. Um, so, according to recently reviewed data in the ribs of a man who lived 4,000 years ago, the radioactivity was approximately 50 times higher than in modern man. So, so is it really that yeah, people? It was just a more radioactive place than than we're used okay, to. I'm not- it's it's not in my nature to be instantly dismissive, but talking about something on Reddit, mm. <laughs> which you know isn't it? Yeah. I mean, even Wikipedia is like more reliable. Mm. <laughs> um, and I mean, it is quoting sources, but I'm just trying to think of a you know another explanation other than um, people from another well, planet okay, launching a I mean, nuclear war. But to be fair, in in our discussion, we haven't mentioned radioactive skeletons at all. In fact, the radiation that I'm talking about Mm. uh, comes from the ground itself and is at the... what what it says an archaeologist called Davenport, who did a lot of the studies, Mm. um, and he identified what he believed to be the epicentre of the explosion. Now, this is where the radiation levels are at their highest. If it was simply the case that there was just much higher background radiation at the time, mm. it would be consistent all over the place. You wouldn't get it pockets of it. Wouldn't you? Okay. Um. Surely not. So, yeah, and, and given the half-life of these things, it's we'd still have them... We'd, st- yeah. we'd still have the same radiation, so... Would we... I mean, what is what is the radioactive half? It's, it's in tens of thousands of years, isn't it? I mean, so. yeah, it, it exactly. It, I mean, it varies depending on what material you're talking about. Ancient aliens debunked. Let's have a little look at this. That's OK. That's a random thing to say in the middle <laughs> of a radio show. <laughs> I'm assuming you're uh, reading something, are you? Yes, I am. Because our, yes, listeners, yes. our listeners won't know that. Yes, I'm, I'm reading something. <laughs> I just found a website called Ancient Aliens Debunked. And it's quite a dense text. Um, it's saying, I mean, this, it's written quite colloquially. It's saying, I mean, right there, we have a concise reference to radiation poisoning, nuclear fallout, and those texts are thousands of years old. The Mahabharata actually doesn't say any of that. These exact claims about the hair and nails falling off and an explosion brighter than the thousand suns have been repeated by ancient astronaut theorists so many times that they think it's true. But the origin of this line was from a French book called Morning of the Magicians. 
no one that makes that claim will actually cite where the where in the Mahabharata this claim appears, which makes it difficult to call them out because the okay, Mahabharata contains over one point eight million words. But I'm going to say, I'm going to say right there. So the um, Mahabharata uh, in is is one. It's a Sanskrit epic mm. tale, um, and yes, it is claimed phrases like um, explosions that are more brilliant than a thousand suns. Um, absolutely, what? But it's not just the Mahabharata; it's also the Ramayana hmm. as well, uh, which is a separate uh, document. What they talk about is this idea that um, the god Vishnu uh, comes down to battle uh, to battle a mortal who has become too powerful, mm. effectively. Now I know we've 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 talked in the past about this idea that gods from from legend may have been extraterrestrials sort mm. of guiding or interfering with human life so if that hypothetically was the case um then yeah a, a nuclear explosion would certainly do it um the translation that 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 I'm given to understand uh from the uh, the ramayana um says a single project I'll try that again a single projectile charged with all the power in the universe an incandescent column of smoke and flame as bright as 10,000 suns rose in all its splendor it was an unknown weapon an iron thunderbolt a gigantic messenger of death which reduced to ashes an entire race is that a translation from a religious text that's the translation from the Ramayana that I've been that I've been okay. given. Now this is someone else who's translated it, so mm. it's not you know yeah. <laughs> it's I not think, me that's done that. I mean, um, I, I think I think so, with any kinds of um, religious texts, you're always on dodgy ground, aren't you? Because they're not purporting to be true. Often they're, they're often they're parables, um, but they're cautionary it's, it's, tales. Uh, there. And with a bit, maybe a little bit of history mixed in. Well, that's it. You know, it's an interpretation of what happened from the perspective of well, it it was a god, um, an iron thunderbolt. Now, in the case of Mahendra I have heard a different theory, which is that it is actually evidence of time travel, hmm. as opposed to simply, you know, aliens. Um, that you know, for some reason, someone's gone back in time and set off a <laughs> a nuclear weapon. Well, you know, I've, Stephen Hawking, who knows, a physicist who um, I admire, if not entirely understand, but I know that he said that that time travel backwards is possible. You could build a time. Uh, I think it involves travelling at near the speed of light. Um, but if it's possible, but if you built a time machine, you would not be able to go back in time beyond the time when you built that machine. So if I built a time machine now, 
in 10 years time I'll be able to use it to come back to now but I wouldn't be able to go back to yesterday okay and um but that's based on the physics that we understand today that's based on the physics we understand today and and the application of that would be that if we're traveling intergalactically which we would need to travel at the speed of light in order to be able to do um mm -hmm. by doing so you would go forward in time so if you took a trip to alpha centauri which took you a year traveling at the speed of light and then another year to come back when you got back to earth you would find that far more than two years had elapsed that you know, 20 or 30 years would have elapsed while you've been away well, so that's when you need the time machine as you're as you're as you're coming back to go back to you know to at least yes. a time when people can remember when you set off that's the uh, the premise of the original planet of the apes isn't it um that they end up in the future yeah because they've been traveling yeah. so fast yeah um that yeah, yeah so that, 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 the planet of the apes i remember when it came out in the cinemas and it had the worst ever uh, apologies to any viewers who haven't seen planet of the apes or aren't aware of it um i i, I doubt if there are many but it's I remember, 1970s if you if, if you're not ready it, for spoilers yet yeah. there's something wrong i mean the Ch <laughs> I, I was i'm old enough to remember when the charlton hester movie came out in what was it 1968 i was at junior school we were all really excited about it some kids had seen it and of course everyone wanted to know what they'd seen but you'd see the poster outside the cinema and it would have this sort of collage of all these different things the apes and charlton hester with his rifle and whatever and there right there was the Statue of Liberty half buried in the sand. I mean, talk about spoiler. <laughs> oh dear, that's funny. Um, okay, I mean, I've, just to, to sort of, I suppose, close the lid on the, the whole time travel thing, I've, I've heard this theory that aliens are not actually aliens, that mm. they are us evolved from the future, coming back in time to... Um, I suppose like anthropologists hmm. uh, would to study us. Um, so I'm not... I, I, I don't want to rule that out, but the idea that we, as we are now, going back in time, and I, I'm not buying into this. But I can believe if aliens were heavily involved in dealing with humans as indeed um the egyptian culture suggests in some ways as um obviously the indian cultures suggest in certain ways uh and american indians suggest in certain ways and so, so on and so forth um sorry native americans um if that is the case, then I can believe, yes, yeah, some human has got hold of some technology they shouldn't have got hold of, and yeah, the that city needs to be wiped out to prevent them from using it. I can, I can see that happening. That's pretty much what is, or an interpretation mm. of what is suggested in the Mahabharata um, and the Ramayana. That that's effectively what happened, but just using words like gods and mm. and things. Mm. But it's time it's time for our summary then. So you don't sound overly convinced at alien intervention in Mahendradaro. No, I'm not entirely convinced that uh, that the evidence of 
a, a nuclear exchange of some sort is 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 compelling um and even if it was yeah i, I can't think the origin of it might be but i'm okay. not i'm not seeing oh war of the worlds you know uh, human civilization was was wiped out by visitors from another planet i think for me when you're going back this far back in time four and a half thousand years um sort of plus i think it's it's almost impossible to tell what really went on um i do think that the fact that there's enough evidence that we raise questions in the first place is quite interesting i doubt we will ever know the truth of it Hmm. um sadly I think the chances of that are very, very unlikely. Um, but I also don't think this should be dismissed that readily. Um, but what do you think, listeners? Um, is there some other rational explanation for Mahendra that we've completely and utterly missed? Could it be that Neil is right and indeed there are other explanations? Or do you side with me that there's been some sort of intervention from otherworldly beings do let us know by the usual methods uh, you can find us on facebook and twitter by searching aliens explored um or of course you can visit our website aliensexplored.com and do if you do uh, wherever you listen to your podcast do leave us a review because it's what fuels this whole thing and helps us get the word out to more and more people and keeps us going but don't forget to join us next week when we'll be discussing things rather more recent uh, in living memory for most people uh, or for many people at least for some um, people some of my listeners. for some people so some people uh, might be talking to right now um, <laughs> we will be discussing the assassin i'll try that again we will be discussing the assassination of jf kennedy and was it connected with ufos join us to find out on aliens explored in the meantime keep watching those ancient archaeological sites and the skies talk talk to you later bye bye Aliens Explored is a Fecal Films production in association with Juicy Falls. Music by Darren Mafucci and editing by Stu Jackson. Find us on Twitter or Facebook by searching Aliens Explored or visit us on aliensexplored.com.